And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. It's showtime. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We might as well have a good time. Dynamite drop in money. That broadcast school has really paid off. At Still Smooth Productions. <laughs> oh, big golf, huh? All right. Well, see you later. And the man you know as the smartest idiot in the world. I think cerveza in a can is probably the greatest invention besides yoga pants and Chipotle. At St. Bales. I'm not prepared. I really am not prepared at all. A bunch of a-holes. Welcome to the 21st century, Buck Rogers. Welcome back. Welcome in friends and senseless members. The whole community... Uh, we are back. It's episode 107. All the way up there. Um, we bring it to you. It is 327-2020. That is March 27th of the year 2020. That is a Friday. It's Friday, Friday. I was thinking more like Friday. live every GD day like it's Friday. That's some that price for you. Oh, flies. That's some high school stuff. Yeah. That is a Saturday morning flies fall. Flies. Wow. I gotta look. Just in case you guys were wondering what your Saturday vibe was gonna be, now you know. It's some plus. I wonder wonder if he's still. What is he doing? What are bets if he's alive or or. Man, for you degenerates guy. out there, that is a proper bet. Yeah. Well, Smooth looks that up. Uh, the red light is on. Red light means stop thinking. Get a little senseless with us. We're already on the senseless side, the nonsensical side. I'm at Walsh Disney, happiest host on earth. You yeah. took journalism. Yeah. Get out of here. Thank you for being with us. And across in his in his own abode. Um, due to, you know, us being very responsible gentlemen. The Corinth. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. C-19. It's holding us down. So, at Still Smooth is across the ether. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you for the introduction. My name is at Still Smooth, Mr. PTO. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Um, for your information, did you know uh, Plies is actually 43 years old? Holy hell, dude. Time, wow. Time flies when you're rapping about trying to survive in Florida. Oh my goodness. I feel like it was yesterday that we were just in high school. Man, yeah. Sadly, it was not. We're old. Yeah. Um, you know what also is old is uh, on this date, 
Um, I bring you this every week. It's one of my two jobs. So back in 1998, the Chicago Bulls and the Atlanta Hawks actually played a NBA basketball game in the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. And this game between the Chicago Bulls and Atlanta Hawks, like I said, drew the largest NBA crowd um, of, of history, the largest crowd in NBA history. Uh, the total attendance was 62,046 attendees. Uh, that's a big, that's a big, Dude. that's a big crowd. That's 46, a lot. 42,000. Wow. 62,000. That's a lot. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. And then, side note, Bulls win 89 to 74. So that's on this date back in 1998. Dang. The Hawks were part of the biggest crowd ever. Let's be honest. They were just there. The Bulls. Yeah. Where's, the, where's the game? I'm trying to think what was happening. Why did they play? I, I probably could do some. I'll do some. What I'll do is I'll do some research on this and bring it back next week about why they played in the Georgia Dome. I don't know what was going on there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's on this date. You know who we are. We did the whole the whole thing. So let's just move on. Let's go to random thoughts. Keep it trucking. Don't worry. I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do. Flip out, man. No, I'm saying... Well, I'm awake and I speak English, so yeah, I do know what you're saying. I've been a brainstorm session. I think I just, yeah, I just had an idea. Isn't that weird? Random thoughts. Let's hit it. Move. Do you have any thoughts you would like to get off of your mind? Um, you start first. I'm, I'm scrolling through my phone. Okay. Um, one that I've had, um... Actually, I just came up with this one. This one is great. This is an idea. Honestly, we're this recording. One is great. <laughs> we're recording a little bit later because I had to. I got caught in a rabbit hole figuring out this random thought. Good. I have a movie proposal for you. Oh, make some money. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Brought to you by. The director of the Batman trilogy, The Dark Knight, all those ones. Mm -hmm. Sir Christopher Nolan, Inception, if you like do it. remember that. Brought to you by Christopher Nolan comes the story of four turtle brothers in their karate fighting starring Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans and Chris Pine. Yes, the four Chrises play the four Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I'm not done. Directed by Christopher Nolan. Wow, I see what you're doing there. Name off the Chrises again. I know Chris Pratt. I didn't know Chris P okay. uh, Pine. So Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan directs, starring yes. Chris Pine. He's uh, in Star Trek... He's in Wonder Woman. Uh, Chris Pratt, uh, Andy from The Office. Yeah. Chris Evans, Captain America, and Chris Hemsworth, Thor himself. Ooh. And we're not done. Who plays their mentor, Rat Splinter? None other than Christopher Walken. Woo! Wow! Christopher Walken. 
How about April O'Neil, the the journalistic lady that brings them all together? I think you're onto something. Oh, April O'Neil, Christina Applegate. Wow. Christina Applegate. How about Casey Jones? Anybody remember Casey Jones, the vigilante? He uh, is a love interest to April O'Neil. Christian Slater. Yeah, it's a throwback for you. Christian Slater, and you must have a villain. What better villain is there for the Ninja Turtles than Shredder, played none other by a man who's familiar with Christopher Nolan in the mask, Christian Bale. Dude, you murdered this. Full Chris's. You killed this. Very well done. Random thoughts. Wow. How? Okay, walk me through how you started this whole thing, and then I'm looking through all your your suggestions, and I, I think they all fit. Um, I thought... Of, I was like, you know, like you do, going through Instagram, especially these days when people have got time. Going through Instagram, and I just saw, like, an Avengers thing. And it had, like, three of the, you know, because all the, three of the Chris's are in the Marvel Universe or whatever. Yeah. So, it made me think of, like, oh, there's four, like, big star Chris's. What other four could they match up with? Easy matchup. Four brothers. Boom. And then I just kept diving. And then I thought, like, Christopher Nolan, that was the next one to drop. And then I just, I had to go and, and get the other other people. Make sure I, I cast the whole thing. Of, of the four Chris's that play the Turtles, who wins in a cage fight? Because they're all pretty... Oh, they, they play... Uh, people that are are buff and yeah can seem seemingly fight. Well, I would say either Hemsworth or Pratt. Pratt is from um, Washington State. He's a he's a big hunter. He does those kinds of things. I know that. And Hemsworth is Australian and grew up with a bunch of brothers that beat up on each other. So. Yeah. I do. I like that. That was clever. Have you run that by anybody else, or am I the first one Dude, to I, be blessed with that, that idea? Ju- that just got accomplished like hour ago. That's great. Yeah. So, so senseless are the first to hear. I better put a put a TM at the end of this. Yeah. No. I, I'm thinking about just scrapping this whole episode and keeping that tight. So, because uh, <laughs> that that that's an idea. That's an idea for us. Just one big long bleed. Say us. That's you. That that go make your money, man. Hey, you know I'm share. I'm a share. Yeah. Okay. That that's really the that was the big one that I had. You got any? I don't actually. I looked at my phone and I I brought up everything that I've been. Uh, uh, that I've been ranting about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm dry. Okay. Well, then let's move on. Hit the next town on the train tracks, which is Trivia Town. Trivia! Trivia! Trivia, baby! Welcome back to Jeopardy! Gonna make that your final answer? You think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? 
Let's hit trivia, starting with a recap and an answer for last week's question. Here it is. The question was, who is widely credited with starting NFL free agency? Um, so this is kind of a big deal in the mid-90s. It was Reggie White. Reggie White was a, a big deal. Um, defensive lineman. And just played his cards right, pushed for what he wanted, and that was the um, probably unofficial but soft opening to NFL free agency as we know it today. It's the end of, it's the beginning of free agency as we know it. Uh, and Reggie is the man. And Reggie got paid. <laughs> um. Insightful at Walsh Disney. Appreciate last week's trivia question. This week's trivia question reads like this. These two, NFL, uh, these two NFL teams are tied for the most times picking number one overall in the NFL draft. Name those two teams. Once again, our question this week for episode 107 reads like this. These two NFL teams are tied for the most times picking number one overall in the NFL draft. Name those two teams. Find out next week. 108. I like that number. 108. But for now, we're going to the news. I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. This is the fucking news. News, 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 news. We're news too. Only news told much later. See the game last night? Which game? Any of them. Passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. Fantastic. I am so sorry. Someone put the story in all capital letters, and I, I thought I was supposed to yell it. And into the news we have moved. We start in the NFL where um, things are actually happening. Although we do have a decent amount of news this week. I would say a little below average, but heading towards average. Thank God for the NFL. Yeah. Uh, first thing, big draft news. The NFL is not moving the NFL draft. It will sit... From April 23rd through the 25th, as has been planned, uh, a bunch of GMs, I guess, in the NFL wanted it postponed, pushed back um, for, like, physicals and, and psychological testing. Give me a break, psychological testing. Physicals, yes, that makes some sense. Uh, getting to meet the person, that makes some sense. But psychological testing, come on now. Is this surprising to you that the NFL is holding firm and not moving the draft? No. No, it's not. I'm acting it makes sense. Like, you should still have done your work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you should be business. working from home. <laughs> this is the third grader that comes up to the teacher uh, Friday morning and says... Nah, my dog ate my homework. Can I get till Monday to turn in the assignment? Well, you know, you should have prepped and looked at all these guys before, and you should know, you should have done your your homework, basically, and you should be ready to draft. You know, that's just plain and simple. Yeah, they got rid, the NFL got, by closing all of the NFL 
facilities, they got rid of the competitive advantage for yeah. for you know teams in states that aren't shut down, aren't completely closed. Um, you know they could go like meet in person, which is a competitive advantage. So I get their complaint there, but the NFL did away with that. So everybody's on even footing here. So I don't know. Figure it out. No, I I I agree. I yep. agree. I am really upset though that we're not going to see that whole thing and the whole sh- shebang oh. out in Vegas. That I is hope brutal. They do that next year and even add to that more because that was a freaking sweet idea. Yeah, it was. That would have been really cool. Um, yeah. And it gives us time to get ready to go. Yeah. To Vegas to be there in person. Let's go. Fun. Uh, we start it now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Panthers moves. Carolina Panthers moves. Here's some things they did. They released Cam Newton. They traded Kyle Allen, last year's starter, to the Redskins for a fifth-round pick. Got more for Kyle Allen than they did for Cam Newton. Interesting. (laughs) They also signed um, Robbie Anderson from the Jets. Um, Somebody prone to knuckleheadia for a two-year, $20 million contract. Lover of the weed. Yeah. Yeah. The bane of Stephen A.'s existence. <laughs> uh, what's interesting, I, I like, I mean, yes, Robbie Anderson is foolish at times. Who's that, who's that receiving core now? So, Robbie Anderson. DJ Moore. So, it's DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Oh, jeez. I'm looking right now. Uh, what is his name? Curtis. Yeah, Curtis Samuel. Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Um, and they'll probably get a tight end at some point. That's really their biggest needs, tight end. Yuck, dude. I don't like. I'm looking at this. I mean, Teddy and Christian McCaffrey are going to be dope. But man, I think you gotta get Ted. You got Ugh. Curtis. Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore are actually good. They don't have name value, but they're actually good. Like they're playmakers. You got it. Oh God, I just, I just want, I want to see Teddy do well. He will get him another receiver. Curtis Moore, Curtis Samuel, and DJ Moore are actually perfect for Teddy. Okay. Because Teddy's not a down the field guy, so they're they're perfect. They'll they'll he'll just like Curtis sling Sam- it out there. What isn't Curtis Samuel a, like a deep threat though? Isn't he their their deep threat guy? He can't. Well, Robbie Anderson will be now, but Curtis Samuel's a little bit more better rounded, so he'll be able to do the like the underneath stuff, where Teddy just catches it, throws it out there, and lets some guys go get some yards. That's what yeah. both of them are pretty good at. So they're okay. pretty perfect for him. Okay. Uh, but Panthers making moves. It'll be very interesting to see what they rem- keep doing. Just seems like they're going to be aggressive, which is always fun to at least watch. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. Speaking of being aggressive, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have re-signed Indomitian Sue to a one-year, eight million dollar contract. Um, so he comes back to one of the surprisingly better defenses especially against the run last year in the NFL. And, you know, they're in win now, so go get it. I think they were the, the fifth overall 
defense, correct? Last year? Yeah. So, yeah, just adding adding to the tools on the opposite side um, from Tom Brady. Uh, you forgot to mention Portland's own, Grant High School's own. Well, didn't he go to didn't he go to Grant? Oh, Sue, yeah, 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 yeah. I always forget that. I love that. We saw him at uh, White Owl, didn't we? Yeah, scariest man I've ever seen in person. So, sitting by himself. It was, who was it? It was who was with us? Bales. Yeah, we were standing outside. We look over and sitting on a picnic bench. It was Sue by himself with at least a twenty foot perimeter around him in every direction. <laughs> Just like how much he looked like. Of course, he wasn't having fun because he was like roped off from everybody. But like, dude, he looked why mad. Even there? Yeah, he looked like he did not want to be there. No, I don't, it was kind of awkward. Like he was paid to be there. Maybe, like, paid for an appearance, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then was just like, I don't want to do it, but he did it. And then left. He was gone in, like, five minutes. Yeah. And you know how he's got that, like, he's got that angry-looking forehead and eyebrow? Yes. It's yes. scarier in person. Yeah. I'll say oh, that. Oh, yeah. Was that before... Was that before we all went to uh, Sun River? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh. Okay, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Whatever. Moving Memories. On. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mo- moving on. Uh, Michael Brockers. Um, I, don't, I couldn't remember if we talked about him going to the Ravens last week or not, but Michael Brockers, one of the um, better defensive linemen in the NFL, he was going to go to the Ravens, go meet up with Calais Campbell, uh, Matthew Judon, that whole thing, but they were able to do a physical doctor, a th- uh, kind of a third-party doctor, so neither of the team's doctors, he, he checks him out, doesn't like the ankle, Michael Brockers ends up going back to the Rams and getting a very similar contract as the Ravens were going to give him, so Rams thought they lost Brockers, end up yanking him back. It's interesting times, man. Yeah, yeah, pull the line. Yeah. Okay, how about this? Cowboys center Travis Travis Frederick has retired at uh, age 29, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, I just looked at it. He's uh, He had a March birthday. March 18th, actually, so happy late birthday to Travis Frederick. But he's, dude, imagine you and me being retired right now. That's insane. My golf game would be a whole lot better. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Tell you I would that. do nothing but play golf. Tell you that right now. Yes. Um, but Travis Frederick, he was one of the the linchpin, I would say, in the for the best offensive line in the league for multiple years. He was also he was the one, for those that don't remember, he was fighting... Um, the disease he had last year, Guillain-Barre syndrome, the syndrome, a full-on syndrome. You missed the entire season. Um, maybe that was two years. That was two years ago, I believe. Um, but yeah, just another guy retiring early. And uh, I think if he had had a long career, you know, more than nine seasons, be a pretty easy lock-in Hall of Famer. As it is now. 
Borderline. Borderline leaning in for me. Hall of Fame. Let me ask, let me ask you this. Would you take Travis Frederick's life as it is now? Sound, made a ton of money, had a good career, will go out, you know, on top and always highly regarded, but, and, and, and be healthy, like your mind and your head healthy. But if I were to say you play four more years, your chance for <clears throat> brain injury or whatnot goes up by, 15% or 20%, but you become a lock for the Hall of Fame, what would you choose? Let's say 15%. 20% is a lot. That's one in five. Let's say 15%. I think I'd choose to play two more years. Breath <laughs> <laughs> my life. Split the difference. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind. I was, I've been listening to a lot about uh, his early retirement, um, and it got me thinking, man, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm leaning more and more towards getting out healthy, you know? I think that's just... Yeah, I think it just depends on how you feel. Yeah. Like, if you if you don't feel good... And, like, he's got a a thing that's never... Like, he... That Guillaume Bar... That, that Guillaume Bar... That's not, like, leaving him. He always has... What, you know? is, what is that? It's terrible. <laughs> it's like a... Immune system syndrome... Something it could be lying. Where's the doctor? No, yeah, you're right. Uh, autoimmune disease that affects the nervous system, which knocked him off. Oh. Frederick lost strength and some motor skills. Whoa. Yeah, it was a big deal. Dang. Yeah. It can be fatal, I believe. Because I believe people like kind of lose the ability to um, to breathe. Oh man! Well, okay. So I'm I'm actually really glad and happy he's leaving. Then. Yeah, I don't think football would like make it worse, but um, it's one of the factors I'm assuming for him. Sure. But yeah, good guy, Wisconsin dude. Uh, he will be missed. I enjoyed watching him play. So, um, from good centers to the guys getting the ball from the centers, Tom Brady. Namely, not from Travis Frederick, but different centers. He is filing a trademark for, get this, no, I'm not joking, TB times TB. TB by TB, man, I love this. You love this? I think this is the grossest trademark ever. No, I love this. And there's going to be shirts and people are going to eat it up, dude. For like a year. That's going to be awesome. TB times TB. Gross. Yeah. yeah. You don't like that? You can't sell that. Oh, dude. I actually looked online today, actually, at my lunch break. I was looking at uh, the TB12 website, but they didn't have any TB by TB shirts up yet. Oh! <laughs> TB12. I like that. I would take TB12. The TB times TB. Is it too corny for you, or why don't you like it? And it just doesn't. It doesn't look good. Multiplication. Like, what are we doing here? Does it even make mathematical sense? Like, how are you being multiplied? You can. You can have by um, Tampa. You can. Uh, what What is it called in math when you have a uh, letter? Algebra. 
Yeah, what is that called? What do you, I don't even understand your like, question. If there's like an A there, like A, two times A or whatnot, like what is the A? What is the A called? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Okay. I was going to say, this is actually is a math equation. Sure. It would read, it would read TB, T is times like B. Alpha numeric equation or something? I don't know. I was going down a going down a road. I'm gonna I'm gonna scale back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is whoa. Stay in your lane. Bad, bad pod material. Bad pod material. Stay in your lane. Sound me like we're losing listeners. No mathematics. So I took journalism. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I hate it. You like it? You're gonna buy it? You're in. So do you just like love Tom Brady now? Like literally. But this is going to be your Christmas present. Just know, I'm telling you now, this is your Christmas present. <laughs> Make it a workout shirt. No, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Um, okay, how about a, uh, something I do love? Drew Brees and his, his wife, his family, they're donating $5 million to just the state of Louisiana uh, for this next year just to help with you know recovery in any sense of the word. So a great move, great gesture by Drew Brees. Who do you think is a more beloved character in Louisiana? Drew Brees or Ed Ogeron? Right now. Oof. You still have the hysteria from the championship. So I would say right now, Ed Orgeron is probably spiking above Drew Brees. But over the long curve, Drew Brees, easy. Because Ed O is, is spiking, but he's going to crash back down. Or Drew Brees is like number one. I agree. I agree. You're good. Okay, last NFL news story. Have you seen the Rams' new logo? Yeah, it looks like a croissant. Yeah. Agree. What are your general thoughts? They should have left it, man. They like... I like the there's few things greater than the classic Rams logo like the when it, the St. Louis Rams like I like that um, I feel like a lot of teams are going back to like their retro colors and stuff like that I don't mind the colorway it just reminds me of the color is like more like a royal blue and like a true yellow that reminds me of the Chargers and the Ram itself just looks like a uh, dude. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look aggressive. No. It looks. It looks on. You know what it is? It honestly looks like a a crappy uh, MLS logo. Yeah. It looks like a soccer logo, and it's not yeah. great. Or like an XFL logo. Yeah, it's. You're telling me you are. You are the Los Angeles Rams, and this is what you're going to roll out with in your new your new freaking how many billion dollar stadium. Yeah, this is the product you're going to put out there. There was there how how many freaking designers do you think came up with mocks, and this was the bet this was the best one they had. One single chimp. chimp. It had to have been unreal, dude. Did, uh, yeah, the LA the like actual LA logo is unbelievably bad. It, it's yeah. so bad. The Ram is pretty bad, 
but it's better than the LA. The Ram itself looks like a goat. Like, yeah. It looks like, yeah. And, and no ads, but if you follow NFL IG memes on Instagram, they did their own, like based off of that Ram, and made it 10 times better. I'm, dude. If you haven't seen it, go look at their page. Uh, because it, it's, just, it's just like so much better. I can't, how do you, how do you whiff that hard? And it's pretty cool, man. I, I wonder what the helmets are going to look like. Because also, like that's a classic looking helmet. And how many other. They've got to keep the ram horn. They have to. I hope they don't F with it. Because like, that's a classic looking helmet. It's a cool looking helmet. And like, think of how many colleges and high schools have in some way ripped that off because it just it's so cool you know yeah Sick. down goes phone down goes phone yeah no it's terrible okay um let's move on to the NBA Obi Topin and Trey Jones are entering the NBA draft I'm sure there'll be a couple of uh pretty pretty good prospects there Trey Jones ACC player of the year and defensive player of the year um Obi Topin made Dayton good, so... Yeah, Wasn't he NCAA Player of the Year? I think so. I believe he was. Yes, he was. Yeah. So, NC... What'd you say? Whatever the NCAA Player of the Year... Uh, the Wooden was. Award or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the same thing? I can never yeah. keep, like, a, the AP and other people's awards straight, but... They're just, they're just making up awards now. Yeah. I have an award. Those are really the only big names that I could that I have heard of can remember. So sometimes some get announced, sometimes some don't right away. So we'll try and keep you updated on who's actually going to be in the NBA draft when that all of that rolls around. Um, and then a little sad story here: Curly Neal, legendary globetrotter, has died at at age seventy seven. Um. Personally, personally, I will never forget Curly's character um, when the Globetrotters were on Scooby-Doo. One of my favorite Scooby-Doo episodes, and I just remember, like, he was always spinning the ball, and I don't know, like, I'll, I'll always remember, like, his character in Scooby-Doo. Really? Yeah, I don't know, I just have that memory in my head from, from childhood. That's funny, That that's a cool memory, um... I don't remember that Scooby-Doo episode, uh, but I did see the Globetrotters once, and that was, it was a great show. Um, what did I, I think they played? The, was it the DC Generals or? Yeah, something like that. It was. It is the Generals, but I can't remember. It must yeah. be DC. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I yep. don't know. Okay, That's, that is sad. Yeah, but condolences to uh, his family and uh, everybody with great me- memories. Of the incredible dribbler, Curly Neal. Okay, on to baseball. Um, Mets star pitcher Noah Syndergaard has had Tommy John surgery. Uh, reported as successful Tommy John surgery. Um, although, you never do hear the unsuccessful Tommy John surgery, so. Um, hey, now's the time to do it. Get yeah. it done while you're... Uh what the season's in jeopardy <laughs> yeah could, could get extra time but um yeah I mean people don't always come back from Tommy John surgery the same and 
he's one of the better pitchers in the MLB. So this will be a very interesting comeback story to watch, to keep an eye on with Syndergaard. Um, the other story we want to talk about in baseball is a one of the you know powerful, um, well, powerful not managers, not accountants, the people that make deals for players. Uh, agents. 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 <laughs> totally lost the word agents. Um, one of the more powerful agents in, in baseball has said that um, he believes baseball could still play a full schedule after they remain. Um, and... And then it is also being talked about about even going back as far as like playing the World Series around Christmas and just moving it to a an indoor facility. Yeah, playing it in like a one of the warm weather states like California, like playing in Anaheim. I read an article about this, and of course it it should be played in like a warm weather place. But they actually did mention uh, T-Mobile Park because it was uh, it was it has the ability to be covered. So that it would be a it would be a um, it'd be like the uh, the Super Bowl where it's played at a um, oh yeah all seven you know all seven games are played at a neutral site which would be actually kind of cool. It'd be interesting, but also this is a terrible idea. <laughs> People, no one wants to see you play 162 games. No one wants to see you play a hundred games. You could cut your schedule in half and probably still end up playing too many games. And this is the perfect trial season to try it out. Exactly. This is the time. Play less games. Watch that. Watch how people flock to your sport more than they do originally. And then learn from it. And use that as incentive to move on from your antiquated ways. And uh, as it is now... Like, people don't, people don't watch other teams, like, other places' baseball teams. Like, if you're not a Mariners fan, you're not watching the Mariners. Us who are Mariners fans, we're not watching the Marlins. <laughs> we're not, you know, we're not watching the Rays. We're not watching that's those true. people. That's true. And especially for a series, that's a lot of tickets to sell. Yeah. To have a major sporting event in a city that's not home to one of the teams that's participating. It could be a potential disaster, like a really bad look for baseball. Yeah, that was a bad that was a bad suggestion actually. I mean it'd be cool though to see a World Series, to see some playoff baseball played in Seattle. That would yeah. be a dream come true. It's sure as hell the Mariners aren't bringing it there. <sighs> Tear my heart out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to um, NCAA in general, I put it under basketball, but the NCAA has cut distribution to the Division One schools by $375 million. So they were scheduled to deliver, um, so spreading it out over all the D1 schools, they were going to give $600 million. They have given $225 million, and that has come about because the NCAA, NCAA tournament, all of the conference tournaments, all those being canceled, they have lost all that money from their TV distribution deals. Damn. 375 million? 
I had no idea it generated that kind of dough. They had insurance and got two hundred and seven. They had like two hundred and seventy-five million dollars in insurance that they were paid back. So just an in insurance is two hundred seventy-five. I think they make more than three hundred seventy-five from the turn the conference tournaments and the NCAA tournament through all of those deals and sponsorships and everything. Damn. Yeah. So the issue is that like athletic programs get money and they distribute it through all of their teams. So every team's going to take a hit on this. And and this is where this is where I don't know. Like I don't know do football and basketball who make who earn most of the money for most schools do they get more when it's distributed to each sport? They would have to, man. I feel like they would have to. Or else, yeah, or else they can't run, pretty much. Yeah. So, that's going to be a huge hit on the small sports, then. Because each school's already taken a massive hit from not getting oh, that money from the NCAA. Weird. So then pre- each sport's going to take a hit from not getting or getting less distributed to them. It's going to be very interesting to see how things go next year. Wow. Pretty crazy ramifications. Yeah. Um, okay, now our last news story. How would you feel if the NFL came back and just started their playoffs? Like you NFL spin, or NHL? You, oh, sorry, did I say NFL? NHL. Um, if they came back, they expanded the playoffs a little bit. So maybe you add four more teams and you just start the playoffs. Just go. Hit it running. Cool. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of cool. Thumb, thumbs up. Yeah. This is like we just said. This is a time for experimentation where you wouldn't be able to get away with it in any other time. So if you're thinking about something, let's go. You know, and just do it. Have I think one of these sports needs to have a completely unique season. That completely stands apart. Just do something, even if it's only for this year. Like, just do something crazy. Because... Forever, people will will remember that one season where, say, it's the NHL that just does something wild. They'll remember why. They'll remember you doing it. You know, people remember that stuff. And when they when they have those memories, they tend to watch the sport a little bit more. For sure. No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, I'm thumbs up. I'm both thumbs up for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the news. Uh, just wanted to update you, get you some uh, some stories on the ramifications, what's been going on in sports, and uh, the NFL, who's just powering through and giving birds to, to C-19. <laughs> so, so that's the news, and we are going to hit recess, take a break, breathe a little bit right now. Ten times they might win nine, but not this game. This is your time. Oh boy, is this great! Welcome to the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter. This week's recess, I'm going to I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it over, I'm gonna toss the ball, throw it up, lob for the dunk, lob it up to our boy Smooth, who is going to take us through recess. 
What are we doing this week, sir? We are playing another rendition of one of our favorite games, uh, Bracketology. This week's theme in Bracketology is most hated or best sports movie villains. And I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of what I consider to be the top sports movie villains already broken out here for you. Um, I have some good ones, um, and I have some ones that I think you'll appreciate as well. Um, but this is going to be solely a, a Walsh Disney bracket. I want you to do this solo, and so I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to give any inputs. I might say, hey, this after you make a pick, I might say, hey, agree, disagree, blah, 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 throw some in there. But I'm going to let you just walk through while you make your picks, um, talk a little bit about you know, I want you to talk a little bit about the characters, what you remember, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we're just gonna fire away, okay? And I'm trying to, I'm trying to decide who did the best job at being terrible. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I hope, I hope I got everybody that you think deserves a spot. But I think I have a pretty good top eight. Okay. So right. my first matchup is Ernie Big Earn McCracken in Kingpin. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Big Earn with the with the rose the rose uh, um, bowling ball and the comb over. Yes, so one of my favorites, uh, and then Gene Gerard in Talladega Nights. Gene Gerard's the French the Frenchman. Yeah. The okay. Ooh. Okay, Gene Gerard. I. I'll never, I, I never can get like the, what is it, the jukebox scene when he goes into the bar and changes yeah. the song. Can't ever get that out of my head. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, and Does then he kiss Ricky Bobby there too. I think so. Something like that. Yeah, it's like it's like Ricky Bobby's bar. Yeah. And he goes in trying try to change and changes the song, but. I think my winner is going to be Kingpin. And just it's a comb over. Dude, and, it's so wild. And it's when he got intense and sweaty how it like he <laughs> it wouldn't move around. <laughs> it just it made me laugh. It was like its own character. Yes. And Bill Murray's one of my favorite like comedic act comedic actors ever. I love Bill Murray, so yeah, it's got to be it's got to be him. Um, and he was someone like I I like almost rooted for through the movie in in Kingpin. Like he was obviously the villain, but like you almost wanted him to win too because he was just his life kind of just fell apart. But uh, yeah, no, I I, I like that. Uh, so next matchup, we have Shooter McGavin and Co- so Shooter McGavin, and then Coach Riley from the Mighty Ducks. Coach Riley was the coach of the uh, – uh, oh, why am I spacing on it now? The Rich team pretty much. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I forgot their name. He was – He was. Um, wasn't he the coach's coach too? At one point, At yes. early? Yeah. Four yeah, okay. Coach, yeah. Ooh, who's better? Oh. This is difficult. And see, I don't know how you're also taking it. If you're taking who was the 
best bad guy or the guy you liked to watch the most? I don't know how. I just want you to take this and make it your bracket. That's why I just said it's so difficult is because you hate Coach Riley more. Coach yes. Riley, right? Of course. Yeah, you you dislike him, like dislike, actually dislike him more. Shooter, you love, you hate to love Shooter. Yes. yes. You understand where he's coming from. <laughs> you don't like him, but you don't hate, really hate him. Shooter's one of us. Yeah, he does some no. shitty things, but he's not like full on, like Coach Riley that guy blows. He, he, asshole. Shooter <laughs> is more of like the douchey friend that you always end up in with, like you always have in your friend group. Yeah, <laughs> there's always one. It doesn't make him not a douchebag, but he's still in your friend group. Yes. So that's what I'm having to decide against. I want to. want to keep yeah. him in. But he's 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 a better villain. Take your time. I'll go back to boom and here. What was the first matchup? The first matchup. Uh, Big Earn versus Gene Gerard. I think I'm going to have to take Shooter to stay consistent. Because I think Gene Gerard is actually a bigger villain. Mm-hmm. He's still in the, the class with like Shooter and Big Earl. But he's, he's still a better villain than Big Earl. But I take Big Earl because I love watching him. And Shooter is the exact same way. So I'm going to stay consistent. That's going to be our guiding our North Star, and I'm going to take Shooter. I like how you define that. I like uh, So now the fans, or the senses listeners, have something to go along with. Yep. Uh, next matchup, third and final round one matchup. No, third and second to last. Uh, first round matchup, Johnny Lawrence of the Cobra Kai from uh, Karate Kid or Judge Smales from Caddyshack. Mm, this one's actually easy for me because I was never a big Karate Kid guy. Mm, nice. So I'm going to take Judge Smales. Let's do it. I think Judge Smales is kind of... He's one of the funnier characters in all of... all Like any movie. He's just, <laughs> just so pretentious and, and just so removed from society. You know, he's just in yeah. his own little bubble. Thinks that, like, the world revolves around him. I just... I love it. Yeah. Judge Smales. Uh, and then the last one, um, this is, I think, a great matchup. Apollo Creed in Rockies 1 and 2 versus White Goodman of Dodgeball. Mm. That's, so now we're a different kind of tough. I know, I know. I'll let you, I'll let you go. Because Goodman is in the class with Shooter and Judge, Big Earl. But Apollo isn't... He's not full-on villain, really. Yes. He's like the the antagonist, but not like villain. Like, he's not... He's, he's not Coach Riley. He's... 
Yeah. That's why it's difficult. Because you, you kind of love Apollo, too. Yeah. He's like the people's champ before mm-hmm. the people's champ. Exactly. But, you go with who'd you love? Who do you hate to love? You hate to love like Goodman. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Perfect. One of, one of the, again, one of the great characters of all of cinema. Oh, absolutely. So now we have matchup Big Earn McCracken versus Shooter McGavin for the semi for the quarterfinals. No, for the semifinals. Okay. Well, Shooter. Big Earl. I'm going to go Shooter. I'm going to go Shooter. I've seen Happy more. Like Happy Gilmore more than I've seen Kingpin. I think we all have. I think I. <clears throat> it just fits our time frame a little bit I think better. We were, yeah, I think we were probably five years too young to really have Kingpin be like right up our alley. I think we just missed that time to really like. Sit. It's a great movie. Yeah. But I think it's for. I think it's just a little bit older than us. Yeah. Um, and now Judge Smales and White Goodman for the right to go to the first ever movie villain final. Judge Smales versus White Goodman. White Goodman. White. He's going to win it. He's just, the one line, the lines you get from him are just, they're amazing. I read it in a book. In a book, and you know who I who I could have thrown in there? Same guy was the. Uh, it could have been White Goodman versus um, the versus Shooter's grandma's caretaker. You know, yeah, the, the nurse. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's an asshole too. <laughs> Dude, he he is. He's like villain, villain. Yeah. He's like Coach Riley, villain. Yeah, that's funny. Why Ben Stiller? Why am I? Yeah, I was forgetting about his name. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, no. Ben Stiller does a good bad guy. He does a great bad guy. Those who remember the movie Heavyweights. Very good movie. He's the villain in that. He, I think we just found. He, Ben Stiller's best move is bad guy. He's the best bad guy. Yeah, the funny bad guy. Funny bad guy. Not intentionally funny. Yes. But yeah, he does that role very well. I like that. So we have, to recap, at Watch Disney, White Goodman winning our first ever movie villain championship. Pop the champagne. Congratulations, White Goodman. Yeah. Yeah, I think think you got to take him over Shooter. I agree. It's just... Too many lines. Yeah. Where Shooter has lines too, but... Yeah, he does. And he's always got, you know, for golf guys like us, he's always got the Shooter motion, you know. But but White is just like that. Dodgeball to me is just, it's very, such a funny movie. So well done. Not that Happy, and Happy Gilmore is too. It's, they're, they're close to me. But White Goodman is just... 
so ridiculous. I, I want to hear what the Sensos have to say. I think my winner probably would have been White Goodman as well. It's just the one-liners with the costumes, with the mustache. Uh, my favorite one-liner is, we should mate. <laughs> what? what? Go on a date. We should go on a date. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I think White Goodman is the good choice, but I want to hear... As does my partner at Walt Disney. I want to hear Senseless what you have to say. Who is your movie villain champion, sports movie villain champion of our bracket? So feel free to DM us, message us. We'll give you all our contact information coming right up after this. Yeah, because we're getting out of here. Let's get out of here! Okay, straight out of recess, straight out of villains, and now we are going to get straight out of episode 107, starting with our shameless plug for drinking in the draft. Um, we just got done doing our mock our mock drafts, mock draft 1.0. We do have a second one coming that'll come like the week before the actual draft, but we, uh, this week, we are going to record probably early, well, early next week, I guess. Um, we're going to get into interior linemen, so for the, for the true nerds, <laughs> and then for the lesser nerds, the big class receivers. Yes. So we, we mixed for nerds and for, for non-nerds, interior linemen and receivers, probably talk more receivers since there's a, like a bunch of them that are great. Um, but yeah, it's going pretty well, pretty fun time, and we think you'll enjoy it to listen to Drinking in the Draft. It's on the same feed as this podcast that you're listening to right now. As for the social media um, places where you can hit us up with your favorite sports villain, that is on Twitter at bold underscore nonsense, on Instagram at bold.nonsense, or if you'd like, email us your full bracket at boldnonsensepodcast at gmail.com. Boom. Um, expected shows on Saturdays. We are your weekend listen, your Saturday side piece, all that action. Um, start your Saturday with some Plice vibes, if you'd like, right after you're done listening to us. And find it iTunes, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud, where we ask you to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Those uh, those ratings, they help us a lot. They get us found by more. Spread the nonsense by giving us a rate and review real quick. Spread it like Coke, nah. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Tasteless. Hey, that's what we do. We think tasteless, but we try and... We try and slow it down when it comes out of out of the mouth. That was almost too senseless. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Almost too senseless. Um, and then I do want to start plugging. Um, we're doing it on drinking in the draft. We're plugging it, but we want to do it here as well for all the the proper bold nonsense listeners. Our uh, NFL draft challenge. All it is is it's picks one through thirty-two, just the first round. You all you have to do basically send us a mock, send us a mock. Uh, you can do that on our socials. Like take a picture of it, send it to us. That's all you have to do, and you're done. 
And what we do is we take it and we give you points based on, based on if you got the pick right, you got the team right, um, if, if you got the right team because there's a trade, anything like that, we'll give you points. You get bragging rights, maybe even uh, a sticker or some such bold nonsense gear. Um, so there you go. Just send it to us. Super easy. I'll, you don't have to do much. I'll do everything. And then uh, you have a good time watching the draft. So play along with us. We did that. We did that in the cabin, didn't we? We Yeah, we've done that a couple years now. Yeah, I'm going to be doing it. Yeah. Oh, we want to get a bunch of people. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Okay, let's get out of here. Cool. I am at Still Smooth. Thank you again, Walsh Disney, for having me on for episode 107. Love doing this every week with you. Happy weekend to everybody out there. Stay safe. Much love. I'm at Walsh Disney. If you love it, love us. And this has been episode 107 of the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We appreciate you staying senseless, turning off your brains with us. Just do it between this time while you listen to us. Then turn them back on. And like, like Smooth said, stay safe. But during this time, this is your invitation to stay senseless. Well, boys, it would be hard to call what we've been through fun. But I'm sure glad we went through it together. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Thank you very little. I hate goodbyes. It's over. Go home. Go. Oh.